This continues our conversation about babies and why they are fucking stupid. I mean, that's not the episode, but they're fucking stupid. Enjoy. Which is more cheating? Fucking your girlfriend while staring at another girl in the room with you, or <laughs> fucking the other girl while staring at your girlfriend? Uh, I, th- I think fucking... Well, the other, the other one, because fucking your girlfriend staring at another girl. Is, it, is this other girl naked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The idea is that you're imagining you're fucking her. So, oh, I think actually fucking her is worse. <laughs> but right. but when you're actually fucking her, you're imagining fucking your girlfriend. That's romantic. Well, maybe you're not, like, though. baby, maybe. I was fucking her, but I was thinking about you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think I'd be thinking about, like, uh, stacking them or kind of fucking them both at the same time. Stacking them. Oh, my God. The way you – wow, your phrasing is fucking on point tonight. I'd be thinking about stacking them like a fucking <laughs> – like a Lay's potato chip. Uh, like Pringles. Once you pop, okay. you can't stop. I <laughs> Once you pussy pop, you won't stop. All right. This is awful. Awful there... content. What if you – um, get her pregnant and you have a baby together. With the other girl or my girlfriend or Pringles. With... Pringles? No. <laughs> yeah, the with your girlfriend. Uh, well, is that cheating? N- no. No, that wouldn't be cheating because it's your girlfriend. Oh, okay. But if I got a girl pregnant, I would be kind of horrified and be hoping she would get an abortion. Interesting. I mean, if you're trying to have a child, it's one thing. But if uh, if you're not trying to have a child, then it's kind of unexpected. And, like, how do you handle that exactly? Uh, by having the kid and raising it to the best of your ability. Just nah. like all of the people in your family before you. Nah. Nah. I mean, it, it's like something you have to plan for, I think. I mean, if I'm going to have a kid, I want to plan for it. Uh, hence why I use uh, birth control. I would probably make the argument that the majority of people have who are who have had kids did so while not planning for it i mean yeah i get a good portion of them uh which is actually one reason why kind of like ancient culture tended to be more pessimistic on sex they were more controlling of it because you know it's like people just have kids all the time by accident yep those damn catholics now with birth control it's something you can control more but I think I think the aspect of it is is that you're trying not to have a kid, so uh, those methods control aren't there for you. Yeah, I mean that's the whole point behind family planning, planned parenthood is to plan to have a kid, or they should really be called prevent parenthood. If you think about it, <laughs> true, true. But then th- that would be I mean, so. So the idea that they try to get across is not that they are against families or having kids because they, they get like a bad rap because uh, they're very associated with abortions, which is, is kind of true, but they're also there to help people plan families too. They, like they don't want to have that anti like baby stance. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to have your whole group based around being against something, but rather for something else that is in turn against other things. Yeah. yeah. And I don't really care about planning parenthood. I mean, people get super like uh, into that political matter. I don't know. It, it is what it is. People are going to fight about anything. What would you name your baby? Uh, so I got a couple different names. Uh, if it's a girl, uh, one would be Kira. 
the other would be uh, Kira. No, I already said Kira. What's, what's the other one? L. L. <laughs> yes. Are you just making Death Note references now? <laughs> Are you thinking of Misa? No, no. Misa Armane. No, old Kira, yeah, I got from uh, Death Note, but people wouldn't know that. But uh, the other one would be Historia, and that's a Attack on Titan reference. But it's also just a really nice name that is not too common. I'd go with Anne. Anne? This is an Attack on Titan reference. Oh, yeah, Annie. Yeah, yeah. Sugar, I got that out. No. Don't cut it out. Leave the spoilers in. No, no spoilers. Fuck about spoilers for a fifteen-year-old show. It's not fifteen years old. Neither are you. Five. But uh, for a a guy's name, I don't think I have a guy's name in mind. To be honest, um, your name it's Steven Junior. No, that'd be terrible. That'd be a great name for you to name your kid Meter Junior. Maybe if I name my kid after Stephen King, spelled with a ph. Yeah, that might Stephen be kind of cool. King Jr. Stephen King Jr. <laughs> What's up with the juniors? Well, it's the second in the lineage. It's got to be a junior. Okay, if you had a male kid, what what would you name him? I don't know, but the middle name would be Stephen. Okay, hmm. okay. That's a family tradition that's been passed down from the firstborn son of my clan. So, is James like? Is Jim a nickname for like James or something? Is that yeah, my dad's first name is James. Okay, okay. I did. I that's not something I was aware of. There's like weird nicknames. Like my dad's name is Richard, and his nickname is Dick. Like, how do you get Dick from Richard? I don't understand that. You ask politely. <laughs> the his my dad's middle name is Donald, and that's my grandfather's name is Donald. I see. So I am responsible for handing down that uh whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. naming convention yeah actually i want to ask you something because this is something i've had conversations with people and people kind of get the offhanded idea that it's kind of sexist for some reason i don't think it is but uh so if i was to have a kid i'd want to make sure that kid is able to be raised by a full-time parent essentially so whether that's me or the wife or you know whoever that would be, it wouldn't matter too too much. But uh, I'd want to have enough money such that. I don't know if you can hear that. That's Alexa. Yeah, I can hear Alexa. What's she want? Oh, really? Fuck with your kid. Name him Alexa. <laughs> I'm like, name mine Siri. <laughs> I don't know my why sec- Alexa was going off there. My second born will be Google. But where's it going with this? Let's say I was a breadwinner. You know, I'd want whoever my partner was at the time to be the one to stay home and kind of raise the kid. At least they're maybe five or six, and, you know, there can be little things to that. But uh, why? Why? Because it's the developmental years for the child, and I think it's very important that someone stay with them. Okay, so how about you both make enough money to hire a professional in developmental care? to handle your child for you and then you're having the best in the business do it it's i mean if you're making that much money anyway just have your person stay home you know but what if they don't want to well you know that this is where you have to get negotiate that you know prior to having a kid with them because mm-hmm. you wouldn't just kind of spring that on them because uh 
It's like when I was talking to my girlfriend about, you know, our ideas of childs and stuff like that, you know, that's something I brought up is that if I had a kid, I would want to make sure that one of the parents is with them because, I, you know, I, I think, yeah, certainly you can hire someone to do it, but I don't think that person's going to do as well as you because it's not their kid. I mean, it, it's also like you want them to have that connection to you, not their, their nanny. Oh, okay. So why don't you guys take turns? I mean, there's different ways of doing it, but uh, generally the way, like, most things work with uh, making money is one person is going to be investing, like, their self fully into it, and the other person, well, it's it's hard to be making. Let's say you need like say a hundred or hundred fifty thousand dollars a year to kind of do what you want. It, it's hard to work twenty hours a week and make hundred fifty hundred fifty thousand dollars unless you have like a really like solid job. Like, mm-hmm. so so usually it's just division of labor. That's how it works out. One person puts all their effort into the career making money. The other person makes the effort into raising the kid. If you could split it that way, that'd be great because then you could spend time with the child and the other person could spend time with the child and split it. But it, it's just not going to work out that way usually. Yeah. Well, that's very old school of you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like I, I think that children need attention because uh, it, it's, it's like I don't think or I don't know if daycares are always the best option for kids because uh, they've done studies on children and a lot of them show signs of uh what's that thing separation anxiety like when they go to daycare and stuff like that and i think once it gets past a certain age it doesn't matter as much because the child's more independent but at least for the first five years just to have someone with the child and have that emotional connection so that you know the parents are there for them yeah i i don't know i think the best laid plans of mice and men you know like you you can plan all day but at the end of the day like you just you both need to do whatever it takes to make it work, and I think that that's really what what it comes down to, regardless of if anyone's staying home, who's staying home, any of that crap. I think it's equally important for both to be invested in, in the child, not necessarily one being invested in the monetary side only and then the other being invested in the welfare only, um, but rather it being a division. Yeah, I mean, it's about optimal division for myself, but, you know, if you can get a system where it works out just fine, then, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I think one aspect that's kind of lost nowadays is uh, family. So it's like my sister-in-law, she is Mexican, and Mexican people tend to be a lot more connected to their family. So the idea of, like, you just raising your child on your own or you just raising your child with your spouse or boyfriend or whoever it might be, like, that's not really a thing down there. Like, the whole family raises a child. And so in that kind of ecosystem, it's it's a lot more, like, reasonable to have, you know, like, just everyone taking care of your child because they're all family. And that's kind of how it was for a lot of human history, too. Like, you know, it wouldn't be you raising a child, but rather you would, you know, you're your grandmother or your aunt or your mother and whoever would all help take turns raising the child. And that's kind of how that division was kind of laid up a bit easier. I mean, there's, there's all these different kinds of different ways of doing it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it, it, I definitely am more old school on this, but it's, it's not like you'd be forcing anybody to do anything. It'd be handled beforehand and it doesn't matter who does it either. It's just, you know, that this child gets more attention. Mm. I mean, I would definitely not want to be alone in in raising. I think that there's a lot of lessons that I won't be able to give um, and a lot of things. And, and I don't want 
anybody to be a, an exact copy of me. I'm fucked. I, I want there to be somebody, uh, other people to balance that out. My family and and my partner, and hopefully their family as well. Um, but you gotta gotta start with getting a partner, and then get them pregnant, and tell them you, now you gotta stick around. One other thing that brought this up for myself was uh, kind of the getting pregnant aspect. Is it, it's like I was having sex with my girlfriend. And then uh, it's like I finished, and then I'm just looking at her, and you know it's like right after climax, so I'm still a little bit like high off it, and looking at the shape of her breasts, her hips, and everything, I'm just thinking, you know, those, those, those tits would be great for kind of like a, a baby to suck on, like it could well support them. I'm looking at her hips, I'm like, you know, these are like great birthing hips, like, like that stomach is like very uh, nicely shaped, and. It wasn't exactly those thoughts. It wasn't like it felt out in those exact ways because that'd be like a little too specific. But those were kind of like the my communication of those thoughts, like kind of the subtext. And it's like, oh my god, I'm looking at her as like a potential for having a kid. What's wrong? This is this is a bit messed up because that's not usually how I look at her. But it's like in this moment, I was just like, yeah, I want to get you pregnant. And it's a little bit horrifying to myself. I'm like, oh fuck. Interesting. Now we're getting somewhere. So, um, so now you're thinking about having a baby. I'd say my perceptual systems are looking at my girlfriend in a way to be like, yep, I want to get her knocked up. Interesting. Like, I don't know if that says anything about the relationship necessarily. It does. I mean, it means I like her at the very least. Okay. <laughs> wow, you're fucking you're the most romantic man I know, you know that? <laughs> I want to get her pregnant so I must like her, I guess. But what I'm trying to say is like I I think I'm like I've been how I've been having those kind of like uh urges, you know, to have a child before meeting her. So I you know, it just happens to oversect with her or you know, maybe intersect with that. So I, I don't know if that's, like, a special experience that would not be had if it was, like, some other random person off the street. I mean, it's possible not, but, you know, like, I don't, I don't think those thoughts were special, but the fact that I was having them was kind of, like, in that moment, was kind of like, oh, fuck, this is a bit intense. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really nice. That's that's a beautiful thing you just said. It's terrifying. Yeah, it is. It's super scary, brother. <laughs> that's awesome, though. I love it. I don't want to have a kid. So do you find pregnant women hot? Oh well, no, but to be honest, sometimes like you know, I get bored with like the usual porn. I look at pregnant porn and I'm like this is weird, and then I'll switch it back. <laughs> okay, so when you're looking at porn, are you looking at women and you're like, man, I want to get her pregnant? No, no. I mean, oh, you we're you edging brought... towards the truth. No, no, no. Cause, well, I think it's kind of like you said that uh, a while ago. Because you brought up a point about evolution. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. I usually do that. So this is the point. Non-committal is, I think, the main aspect that uh, makes porn hot for me. Like having an encounter where there's no, no strings attached might be the way to put it. Wow. We're like – we're as close to the opposite as humanly possible, I think. Because like to I, – I don't – like the idea of random encounters having just sex with random people that is no attachment for me is extremely not hot like i have no interest in that 
I mean, I'm not going to say I have an interest in that, like, personally. So this is where things get confusing with, like, fantasy versus reality. Because I, I maybe had a few potential encounters I could have had, but I didn't take them because it just seemed awkward to me. Like, it didn't quite fit, and, you know, it, when the moment's actually there in front of you, it's a whole different deal than you thinking about it in your head, because when I think about it in my head, yeah, it seems great, you know, have, like, five different girls, you know, all at the same time, or, you know, have a different girl every night, you know, that sounds kind of nice in your head, but then, in actuality, I'd probably feel like a slime bag if I did that, and, you know, I would hate myself, and just, you know, it, it wouldn't work out very, very well mentally, but in my head, as a fantasy, it works just fine. But that's what I'm getting at, is that I don't even have that as a fantasy. See, I think you're unusual in that way. Like, for me, it's it's way, like, a fantasy for me is, like, a loving, committed relationship and having sex with the same person. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of funny you say that, because with my first girlfriend, uh, I got to the point where I couldn't fantasize about other women. And this is like my teenage brain, so I'll blame it on my teenage brain. But it's like I couldn't fantasize about other women and had to like fantasize about her to get off. And it's like, what the fuck is this? Was that guilt? That was terrible. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it was guilt. I think it was just, this, this is the way to put it. It's not that, uh, that I didn't want to fantasize about other women, but it's more that it was just hotter if I fantasized about her. Oh, that's awesome. See, that's great. It's, it's, it's like really kind of corny. I love hearing about your romantic fantasies. <laughs> what does our show become? I don't We're know. talking about fantasizing about our girlfriends and consensual babies. I don't think any baby should be consensual. Uh, babies have to be one-sided. <laughs> I hate babies so much. I know you do, but I don't think you really do. I think well, you hate th what the baby represents. Well, I know that the reason why I have this idea of uh, having to have a million dollars and have one person stay at home with the kid and blah, 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 that's all just a way of avoiding to have a baby. Because if I create the standards to be high enough to that point, then if I actually reach that point and you know decide to have a kid, it's kind of like, okay, I succeeded in life now. It's fine. But it, it kind of like you make that standard to not hit that standard in a way. You just make it super unrealistic. Because I guess if I have a million dollars and have a circumstance where I can make that work, I'd be like, okay, let's say $10 million. That's where I'm going to have a kid. I see. So you're just trying to set the bar too high. Yeah. So yeah. that it can never actually happen. Yeah, I think that's a through line. But also I'm making a good point. But the, the point I'm making is just to avoid having a kid. It's a justification against it. I think that if you had a kid right now, you would find a way to make it work. That's true. That's true. And I think one way I'd try to make it work would be making more money. I mean, I think I'd work a lot harder and try to, like, do... I, I'd improve myself a lot because, uh, again, I'd be really worried about fucking up the kid. I was absolutely certain, Nathan, 100% without a doubt certain, that when you said making more money, you were going to go into plugging people donating money to us. I mean, so... I had no doubt in my mind the next thing you were going to say was going to be... And a great way to do that would be to head on over to our Patreon. <laughs> okay, so let's say this. If you want me to have a kid, donate to our Patreon. Oh, wow. If we reach a million dollars a month in donations, <laughs> I will have a kid. With a woman. Live on air. Live on air, he's going to have a kid. You're going to watch all nine months of the pregnancy. You're going to watch the initial fuck. 
We will show the conception. Uh, we'll Every make sure she's pregnancy test. We will prove that she's ovulating somehow as well. I mean, I heard there's ways to do it. Listen, guys, we're gonna get a camera up Nate's dick. You're gonna watch the cum swimming in his balls before it impregnates her. If it was like in my dick, though, would you think you'd be able to like, you know, would the cum come out very easily? Would that work? You're gonna get so hard thinking about a million dollars a month. You're gonna fucking jizz that camera right out. <laughs> and then just naturally in the vagina, and that's a great place. Cause... And that's a great, that's a great place where every camera wants to be. And the great place to be as well is our Twitter. It's twitter.com slash WNTT1. We really, really got to stop this episode. I don't know how it got so off the rails, but every step of the way has been absolutely absurd. And there was a lot of actually like really good deep like bonding stuff that happened here today. It was really dumb. No, it was great. So how, how does your girlfriend feel? Does she want a baby right now? She wants a kid when she's like 30 or something. So like two years? Like, no, oh my God. I hope she doesn't hear this part because she'd be very offended. Why? Because you're saying she's old. Why is 30 old? 30's not old. What's your fucking problem? Uh, my problem is that it, it, it's like if someone's like 23 yeah. and you say they're 20, 24, they like freak out. What? No, nobody does. Yes. So many people. Who freaks out? So I always say, oh, yeah. Next time might... I see your girlfriend, I'm going to tell her that she looks 28 and see how she reacts. She, she will slap you. I hope she does. I hope she slaps me right in the fucking mouth. Is that your thing? <laughs> that's, that's my thing, is Nate's girlfriend <laughs> slapping me in the mouth. Specifically my girlfriend. Now you specifically your girlfriend. <laughs> so if you've dated Nate and really want to slap me in the mouth, <laughs> drop me a line on Facebook. And we need to talk so. Hey, um, just for the record, so we talked about it a little bit earlier. This is a completely smooth transition here. Uh, football. So when I, I, I call a football league, so Mixer.com slash TPC Sports. Twice a week, I'm calling games. Uh, sometimes I have a, a partner with me in the broadcast booth. Sometimes it's just me. But all the time, it is exciting. These games are awesome. And uh, they're always going to feature a player versus player uh, matchup, and it's a it's a lot of fun. Great community. Uh, if you have any interest in football, or you have any interest in listening to my voice for uh, forty five minutes straight, highly suggested. Check it out and uh, subscribe now. You'll get notified when we go live. I think I've even seen you do interviews with people like before the game. Is that right? Yeah, so uh, a lot of the key games and when possible, I'll be doing pre-interviews, even post-interviews to be like, why did you throw that interception, you dumbass? And then they get to answer that with like, uh, sorry. I think that's amazing because people don't get held to like their video game blunders and stuff too much. I mean, like maybe with the Let's Plays to some degree, but it's not like that person actually there in person or over the internet. You know, you're talking to them like, like, why were you doing? Why would you do that? And then it's recorded and they're held in the database. So even if we're not live, you can watch previously called games and they're always exciting. There was a game that was like a blowout. It was like 30 something to nothing. And it was still fucking exciting to the last play. And it ended in a way you would never imagine. Hmm. I think we're going to have to talk sometime about virtual sports and what they mean. Because I, I think we... Uh, touched on that a little bit, but that's a very intriguing subject. It is indeed, and I have a lot to say about it. Well, I think this is our outro. I mean, I could have said we need to talk right there, 
But uh, I'm going to say it right now because uh, we need to talk. We need to talk. I said it too. This is Supernaut. This is Forrest. This is Nate. This is Unqualified Networks. Unqualified, unprepared, and unafraid to say what we think. You can find more at podcastnh.com. 